Hello, everyone, and welcome to Award of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me, as always, is... Gary K. Jones. How's it going, Gary. everybody? Uh, well, I am, once again, uh, somehow I got transported to Hoth, um, <laughs> and I do not like it. I can tell you that right now. I do not like it. It is cold here. Yes. Um, Meanwhile, I'm I'm I don't know what to call it because it's it's foggy, it's cold, but it's not freezing. Um, although there are parts of my front yard that look like a little bit of Dagobah. I I don't know what I would like more, which I would prefer prefer more Dagobah or Hoth. Uh, you know what? I, it's either going to be freezing cold or it's going to be hot and humid with mosquitoes. I'll just, you know, I'll go. Naboo? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Naboo. Yeah, yeah, that's, Naboo. Where I, that's where I need yes, to be. Yeah. Apparently they have really, really good looking senators. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, like how you wow. just gloss right over that. <laughs> I know, right? I know, like, and moving on. <laughs> Uh, we are here to talk today about the humor of Star Wars. We just had a, had a little laugh, so um, we've already talked a bit before about some of the parodies and uh, the spoofs. This, you know, um, we also talked about fan films as well. But yeah. We've never we've never spent any time just focusing on just the humor that is inherent within the yeah. saga. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, to me, when I think of Star Wars humor, I tend to think, see a little bit more subtle, a little bit more, you know, the jokes aren't, with a few exceptions, a lot of times, especially in the original trilogy, the jokes weren't, they weren't forced. They weren't forced. They were, they were just kind of, you know, I think of a good example would be the, um, it's not my fault. Yeah, uh, that's a good example of uh, nothing that you're going to be cracking up laughing at, but it's just you can tell like, okay, they're trying to you know slide a little humor in there, um, uh, or of course the king of dad jokes, Vader. Uh, apology accepted to Captain Nita, and that like not- that isn't so much uh, meant to be a humorous moment just it's just a nice little touch of irony but it works works funny moment because you get to joke about uh all this you know, you, i mean you get to see that uh vader does still have a sense of humor despite yeah. all the anger and all the pain it's just and, and even even in Rogue one the uh the uh try not to choke on your aspirations director yeah Again, a, a, a type of typical dad joke I mean, very much. very much so. Um, I don't, I mean, there's, I, I, I think, I mean, going back to the original trilogy, one probably the the best example of humor that we get has to do with really the characters that are written in as comedic relief, mainly R two D two and C three PO. And while yeah. we don't understand anything that that R two says. We get some level of context in the way that 3PO responds. And 3PO's responses are high-strung. They're frenetic. Mm-hmm. 
And and the reason being is because essentially R2-D2 and C-3PO were written as essentially Oscar and Felix from The Odd Couple. Yes. And, and so you have this one character who's really intense, really high-strung, constantly worrying about everything. And you have this other character who's off there, you know, just chirping around going, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. I, I do like how they are, you know, I, I that's a good, that's a good, uh, comparison but they do seem to have that classic straight man um, yeah they know, there's that that that, that dichotomy between the the zany and the and the serious and stuff yeah, like that the straight man like, and the and the not straight yeah and the thing I, I i like about it is that the humor lends itself to being situational not necessarily because it's being set up for a joke but because mm-hmm. you you have 3PO, who is so confident in what he knows mm-hmm. that really he was actually the first one to be taken hostage compared to R2-D2 by the Jawas. Yeah. Um, he's usually the one getting into the most trouble mm-hmm. simply because he's not paying attention to anything else. He has zero situational awareness. Meanwhile, R2 is adaptive. like He has situational awareness. Things will happen to him, but he figures out ways of getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's two. There's two. Um, well, for me, the, the funniest instant of, with with three PO is three PO uh, when the um, the Ewoks think three uh, PO is a god. Oh yes, that I'm, is so. Yeah, I'm so glad that you mentioned that, especially coming off of the last oh, two weeks with yes. the, uh, the Ewok <laughs> movies. Yes, to get this program into impersonated deity. Yes, and the fact that um, even without a mouth, without the ability to smile or do anything, he can still emote emotion. Like yeah. when he's going, he's like, "Oh, oh my, oh what, yeah. <laughs> Master, yeah, Mister Luke, I do not think that is appropriate at this time." To yeah, it was it was a um, yeah, that was probably one of the funny ones. I think when they started getting into doing the prequels, the humor started lending itself to being more deliberate, more written in. I think so. And I, you, you talk about Jar Jar and yeah, I think with, with him, you have, and I understand there's, there's a place for it. And like my daughter likes Jar Jar, Mm -hmm. which that's fine. You know, Jar Jar was written for kids. Right. Um, But Especially in in uh, Phantom Menace, the jokes seem to be very—I don't want to say crass and crude—but you have a lot of you have fart jokes. Yeah, the 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 episode one lended itself to a lot of crude humor, a lot of uh, a lot of body humor, um, yeah. specifically with regards to the Gungans and and their and more slapstick. Yeah, it's definitely more, yeah. it's definitely a little bit more wacky. Yeah, which I. For me personally, it didn't land land with me. Uh, not every joke landed with me. I did. Yeah. I did think the the only the only thing that got a chuckle out of me is Jar Jar getting getting stuck in the uh, with with their when he's doing oh, the uh, yeah the, the thing the, that, the energy beam that, the energy that that was kind of, that was that was kind of funny, but. After a while, the 
the the the joke of oh Jar Jar's clumsy started to it got really tired. Yeah, really it got tired. really tiresome really quickly. And yeah. And I'll I'll be honest, even today, I mean like it was fine watching it in the theater originally, but when but anytime I watch episode one, like when we get to that middle part where they're kind of stuck on Tatooine, I that's where I kind of tend to doze off because it like there's no sense of humor to really keep me engaged. It's it's mm-hmm. the slapstick, it's the, the the goofiness, um, and it just it it's it. I get tired of it, and it leaves me feeling just because it's so long and drawn out that I yeah. There's no humor to keep me engaged. That you know, okay, I, I'm I'll, as, I'll, as much I'll, as I yeah. hate, I hate to say it for me. I think I may have said this before. Episode one, if Phantom Menace is basically a movie where it's like only two scenes. You got the pod race scene and you got the duel of the fates. Yeah. And that's pretty, you know, maybe the first part of the movie. And then you're like, okay, let's go to the pod racing. All right. We saw the pod racing. Okay. Let's get to, let's get to dark. Let's get to mall. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, um, I, I will say, I, I will say though, I some of the jokes in episode two, you get a little bit more snark, especially yeah. Obi Wan. Obi Wan is very snarky. Yes, and I think I, I think part of that is because he's he's no longer the teenager that he was. Ten years have passed. Yeah, and but he's still having to deal with a teenager. Yeah. And he's not the seasoned teacher that Qui-Gon was. And so when we're dealing with him in that regard, yeah, he get, he gets really quippy, really snarky. Um, I love the meme that's been based off of his response to what he sees in Camino when he's talking with the, with the uh, prime minister. It, 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 they, the caption is visible confusion where he's just like, yes, yeah. <laughs> love it. Um, yeah. I use it frequently and, and there, unless you're a Star Wars fan, people don't get it. And I'm just like, yeah. why? I, I why? mean, even even that's when you start getting the little bit more subtle humor, but still the snark. Like when uh when Anakin jumps out of the speeder, I hate when he does that. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's yeah. There's a lot more snark, and I think you can you can kind of feel like it feels like almost like George Lucas was cutting loose a little bit in the in the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, because while you had some very natural dialogue in the original trilogy, this one, it, it just like, there's a lot more sarcasm and cynicism involved mm-hmm. in the storytelling. Um, yeah. especially when you get to Geonosis and all the stuff is happening with the battle droids and you've got, Oh uh, yeah. My favorite line is, uh, we came here to rescue you. And he just looks around like, great job. I can't remember what the line is, but he's just like, you're fantastic. So, like he says, like a fantastic job. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, for me though, the the humor is when three uh, PO's head is put onto the battle droid's body. <laughs> yes. And walking around, he's like, "Die, Jedi scum!" I would say that. Yeah. He's completely yeah. lost. Oh, can we talk about the? Can we talk about the battle droids? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I I think you get the the more of the humor of them in the Clone Wars series. In the yes. Clone Wars series, they are my wife, my not my wife, uh, my daughter calls them uh, dumb dumb droids. 
because they're not the smartest tool in the in the shed. Yeah. But yeah, or or she just calls them Roger Rogers. That's probably an accurate Roger Roger. Yeah. And speaking of my daughter, she just walked into the room. Hey, I had a special guest last week. That's right. We're talking about the Roger Roger droids. Ah, uh, Roger Roger. Roger Roger. Are they? What do you What do you say about them? They're dingbats. They're dingbats. That's it. They're dingbats. You heard it there from Lily Lily Polly. They yep. are dingbats. They are, and like the humor. I don't know. Like. Once we get to episode three, it feels like the humor really just kind of tapers off. Well, I think I think that's I in a way that might be on purpose because episode three is a very dark episode. Yes, uh, a very dark movie um, in tone, and of course because it's setting up, you know, the ultimate fall of Anakin Skywalker. So it's not a movie that is going to be. But there is still some humor. Uh, again, it's that more subtle, that more. You yeah. know, smart, smirk, smirky, uh, Anakin. You know, this is where the fun begins. Um, well, yeah, you see the characters' personalities coming out more. It doesn't feel as forced. Um, I do think, I, I, I don't know. Like when we get to the sequel trilogy, however, that's where the jokes get really punched up. It's not like. While like the episode one and two were were definitely more slapsticky because of what was going on with the droids and what was going on with, with Jar Jar, yeah. Uh, episodes seven, eight, and nine, the the sense of humor is different. It and is. I, I I do I do like the fact that I know a lot of people um didn't like in um Last Jedi when Poe is takes the Star Destroyer and you know does the whole thing of of hailing um yeah uh, the the, but, the fake call but at the same time I think that because you see you see in, in Force Awakens you see that same type of thing that Poe did when he when he was confronted by um Kylo um, Ren Kylo Ren so it fits with yeah, his he, character to do that. It, it, it does fits fit with his, with his character, character that he would and that spit he... in the face of, of authority and not to be afraid of authority. So in that sense, it fit with the character of it, doing something like that. It did, but it it well, like for example, with, with Force Awakens, when he's mouthing off to Kylo Ren, it feels very quintessential JJ Abrams because that's what JJ Abrams does. Like he has his characters riffle off a, a you know a fast string of dialogue to kind of get the ball rolling and he makes it sound as awkward as possible i mean you see that in the star trek films not to jump franchises here but pretty much everything he does his characters are quippy and they talk fast they throw a lot of jargon at you but there it, there's nothing that really helps drive the story mm-hmm. and so it's it's funny because it's awkward but yeah. Awkward doesn't always equate as being funny. Sometimes it just comes off as awkward. Or like um, a great case in point is when Finn and Ray are on the Millennium Falcon. They're f- they're flying and she's trying to fix everything. And she's like beaming at him about how she's fixing this whole thing. And he's like, oh, how do you know how to do this? 
Yeah. You know, there's, there's no, the, the, it, it, the humor of it doesn't make sense because they're trying to be funny in scenes that are not funny. Yeah. Um, now I do like the scene in force awakens where, um, they start letting those huge, uh, tentacle monsters out of yeah. their cages. Yeah. And it creates absolute chaos. Oh, yes. That is funny for me because like you have these, these pirates and these bounty hunters that are all trying to get Han Solo and their whole plan is thwarted because chaos ensues. And that was actually kind of fun. Um, but then it like, you get to the last Jedi and the first big gag that you see is Finn waking up from the back to tank and walking around like, like basically a, a, you know, a pressure squeeze juice box. Yeah. In, in, in that, in that one moment, it told us everything that we need to know about how the writers were and directors were treating his character, which is he's not saying anything funny. He's not doing anything that's funny within the situation especially in a, in a scene that shouldn't be funny because it's a, it's a serious uh, sequence. Yeah. Basically they they just, they kind of threw him off to the side and they didn't care. He went from being a possible hero character to being the butt of a joke. Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, what about the, the the humor in uh last jedi with luke in the training montage the the uh the feather and you know that whole that whole scenario with with him with him training ray on the one hand i do feel like it does kind of channel some of the stuff that yoda used to do with him yeah but whereas it comes from a different place cuz like with yoda Yoda's sense of humor, like he hadn't seen anybody in about 30 years, with the exception mm -hmm. of Kenobi's ghost. And he was having some fun because, you know, Luke showed up on, on Dagobah with these preconceived notions of what to expect, having no idea what Yoda looked like or what yeah. constituted a great warrior or a great Jedi. And so his whole, and so at that point, even with the audience, it toys with us. Because our thought is, oh, okay, Jedi are all human. Yeah. Nope. Not yeah. even close. And I think the fact that we, as we find later out in the in the the, the prequels, that this other this droid that's with Luke that's with Luke knows this freaking Jedi that's that's going on here, it makes the humor even even better. The fact that you have that interaction between uh, Yoda and R two, and the fact that they know each other. Yeah, and the fact that R two is probably like. Let's play a joke on Luke. Yeah. Um, where, however, go going back to Last Jedi though, like the way that Luke approaches Ray on this whole thing is like, what he is doing with her comes from a place of bitterness mm -hmm. and grief, and it's he's hurting, and you get that. But the whole approach isn't to teach her any actual lesson. He is trying to bog her down with his own cynicism. Because he's hurting and hurting people hurt people. Hurt people. Yeah. So um I 
I like it's it was funny in the moment, but when you go back and you you rewatch and you look for those story beats, it, it, the the humor is really kind of unnecessary because it just it, it shows a cruel side of Luke Skywalker that really shouldn't be there. Hmm. Um, if he was a little bit more, I mean, if if he like it feels like they're trying to turn him into some kind of like Ron Swanson type character. Yeah. Without needing to do that. Uh, that being said, the um, I, I do think that one of the funniest scenes in The Last Jedi actually for me was when the little drunken alien comes up to BB-8 and just starts popping coins into him. Yes. He's another oh, slot the, um, machine. What, what? Oh, the little tiny. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and BB-8 ends up turning around and using those same coins as ammunition when they're dealing with uh, the people on the security team trying to stop the escape. Oh, oh, are you talking about the, um, I don't, I thought you were talking about the, the little, the, uh, oh, okay. No, I was thinking not like you're like last Jedi. I think you're talking about rise of Skywalker, the little Babu freak. I thought so. I thought no, I, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking like when they're at the casino in Canto Bay. Oh, uh, Canto Bay. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the little the little alien wearing his tuxedo comes up and just he's drunkenly popping coins or chips into the uh, into the into BBA, thinking he's a slot machine. And that is that part right there was funny because it shows, hey, you know, there are people who are like that. They they get so plastered that they don't know the difference between what is and what isn't a piece of entertainment yeah yeah uh well let, let's let's focus shift focus now and talk about some of the tv shows okay uh, mando and the, i think mando had its had its good share of of, of humor in it the, i would say the first two seasons lent itself to having more naturally written humor yes i um, would agree um Especially in the interactions with uh, Grogu and 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 Din Djarin. Well, even from the very beginning, uh, when he's uh, his first his first um, mission, where you see him picking up the um, the bounty, that one bounty at the very beginning. Oh yeah, and you know, there's some I mean, some naturally kind of humor. You know, the the um, I can't even think what that species was trying to get trying to get away from him and. You know, saying, you know, it's like, can I use a refresher? And then yeah. trying to do the, yeah. Yeah, and then he just ends up getting pushed into the, uh, into the um, carbonite um, freezer. Yeah. Yeah, there was, uh, yeah, it's been a while, but. I, I think, I think some of the, the best humor, though, coming out of, like, something like Mando would, had to do with more with just the simple interactions. Like, yeah. the scene where, like, where, uh, in season one, when Mando and um, who was the uh, the former rebel soldier, um, oh, the one that Cara. got fired, Cara Dune. Oh, thank you, Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, when they're sitting there wrestling around for the blaster, trying to trying to shoot each other, you know, and and all of a sudden they stop and you hear this slurp, and it's just it's just Grogu just like sipping his soup, and I'm like, that was hilarious. <laughs> Like, that was hilarious. No dialogue, nothing. He just he just shows up like he was told to stay, and we get this great scene of him not doing what he is told. 
Um, he, he, or like, just, it's, the little, it's the little nuances where like, where Grogu is just like, he wants the little ball on the ship and yes. he takes it and, you know, Mando puts it back and he takes it anyway. Those little things are hilarious. Or like season two with the cookies. Yeah. The little blue cookies. He just did. He steep like he he asks for a cookie. The kids just like no, these are mine. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, I also like the uh, the scene, and I don't know how much it was meant to be played for humor, but the the scene the episode where they're the doing the prison escape. Yeah, and he goes and he and he. They they go back and they hand he hands over the guy that they that they had rescued and then they fly off and he realizes oh crap they're right exactly. naked <laughs> and you see the X wings just come up like I chuckled because yeah it's like oh that, that, that right good. there feels more more like natural humor there's a nice sense of irony there because these guys tried to pull one over on him they were yeah. gonna try and kill him anyway and. They, yeah. uh, they they figured they out what, yeah they got yeah. what's coming to them they did and that was great I mean that right there is is I think humor done well um what about think, what about him and the the scenes with him and Pe 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 Pele the um the mechanic on Tatooine is that her name oh yeah yeah um I think they're fine I think like she's one of those characters like she's great in small doses. Yeah. But, yeah, I wouldn't want an entire, you know, and I think even in that that episode, because you got her at the beginning, you got some scenes in, intermixed in there with, with her, um, but she wasn't the focal point of the episode. Yeah, uh, Peli Motto. Peli um, Motto. Yeah, like, she's a, she's a fun character, and I think Amy Sedaris does a really good job with the character. Yeah. I think what happens is they give her a little bit too much to say mm -hmm. and she's trying and she, she's trying too hard to inject her sense of humor. Yeah. Um, I think, and, and it doesn't really need to be there. I mean, I do like the fact that she bickers back and forth with her pit droids. The, that's kind of fun yeah. because we, because the pit droids actually provide some humor in episode one. So having them come back in these episodes where she's in works, yeah. um, but I, I think it 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 feels too much like Amy Sedaris was just injecting her own brand of humor. Yeah. Whereas you look at um, you look at the scenes with um, IG88. Mm -hmm. The voice actor for that was Tika. Um, Tika. Tika. Yeah. Well, it was, and uh, um, and there was another there's another robot that was that was voiced by um richard ioati oh fact. yeah i, I know which was that it was um q907 in the mandalorian mm. um oh was that zero from the uh um in the prison escape episode I'm 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 looking it up right now just to make sure I um yeah Q, Q9 uh Q90 was the um 
Yeah, that was yeah, zero. Zero. Yeah. Just the, it was the protocol droid, a bounty hunter. Yeah. And um, you here you have uh, two comedic actors, uh, mm -hmm. one from New Zealand, one from from the UK. Okay. And both are playing serious characters. They're they're not meant to be humorous. They're they're meant to be played as 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 very, yeah, very characters. serious. But then you get the yes no function on IG eighty eight as it's being turned into a kind of a a mech for Grogu to move around a yeah. little bit faster. Yeah. And uh, the fact that he's able to press a button, get it to speak, you know, the, that it, while it does lend itself to some humor, it's still, the performance is still being done by a comedic actor in a serious role. Now, so, what about the, um, the, the, the two most hated stormtroopers in the history of, uh, of Star Wars, the two, uh, the two scout troopers that have to, have to uh, capture Grogu. Well, the the fact that the fact that one of them is played by uh, Jason Sudeikis, who went on to be uh, Ted Lasso, yes, um, one of the most beloved uh, soccer coaches of all time, uh, I thought was great. Like, normally I'm not a big Jason Sudeikis fan, but the like I love that that particular sequence in that episode of season one was actually really funny for me because it for me like if you've never seen red versus blue which is machinima based off of mm -hmm. the halo franchise yeah um, you're not going to have an appreciation for what's happening cuz all you have are two guys who are out there on the most boring assignment possible yeah and and they're just bantering back and forth and i love i love the fact that you finally we finally get a little bit of even the, the slightest bit of character from storm personality Troopers. yeah and I love the I love the um there's also a fan theory that these are the uh the characters from the comp from the Star Wars comics Tag and Bank. Yes. If you're not familiar with Tag and Bank, they're a couple of uh, characters that were in the the Star Wars comics, the old Star Wars comics that were they're stormtroopers and they're always put in the most awkward positions or they're somehow a part of all of these big huge events in the Star Wars universe that you know, they were the ones that uh, didn't fire on the, the, the escape pod that was yeah. going. Uh, they were the two royal guards in, in the... Uh, that's my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're behind them going, what is going on? Sci-Fi Wire put out this, uh, this article. This is back uh, almost two and a half years ago. Yeah, three and a half years ago. Wow, because uh, it was this was published June of 2020, and it says Jason Sudeikis had no idea he'd become an internet punching bag for punching Baby Yoda in the Mandalorian, and it just it and he says, yeah, that was a whole thing. Uh, you know what? I kind of forgot about it. I can't remember exactly how many weeks, months went by uh, when Adam Pally and I did that with John Favreau and Taika Waititi. For me, the most significant thing was my little boy Otis, who like any little kid from the last 50 years, loves Star Wars. And I remember he, he even got to see Baby Yoda. And it didn't hit me when that became such a huge thing when the first episode of Mandalorian premiered and everybody went hog wild about Yoda, Baby Yoda. It didn't even hit me. And then like, oh crap. Um, and I'm just like, that's kind of brilliant because like, like it's just the fact that like Grogu bites him. He hit yeah. the it is, it is, it's so well choreographed. Like I don't even hate Jason Sudeikis for it. I think it was a, 
I think it's brilliant comedic timing from someone who is really good at doing improv. I I, I also love even even the the little in jokes like the fact that they're doing they're they're trying to shoot at the tin can. And, and they're, they're missing. Don't. They're missing. <laughs> they're, the fact that they look at the, at the gun, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then the banter back and forth about uh about um uh Gideon. Yes. <laughs> yes. <And> how, like <laughs> it's oh so red goodness. versus blue. Like yeah. It's like it's like watching that opening line of of uh, the first season of of Red versus Blue, and they're like. Hey, you ever wonder why we're here? No. Why? Is it some cosmic coincidence or I don't know. It's like, no, no. Why are we here in the middle of this box canyon guarding a, a, a base when there's nothing to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh oh, man. Good comedy. It is. It did start to get a little bit more forced as the series went on, uh, especially season three. Um not as much. I know yeah. they probably tried to do it with the the Jack Black episode. Um, that was that was that was a very exhausting episode. Um, and then the other the other shows, Andor had some humorous moments in it, but the, again, it was a much more serious tone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, the funniest thing that popped up in all of Andor was the scene where the commander has a heart attack in the middle of the skirmish during the the heist. Yeah, and that because like it's like, I mean, it's a re, it's a thing that really happens, and they there's great setup for it because like obviously the guy is way too overweight. He doesn't even fit into his dress uniform anymore. He's taken hostage, and he has a heart attack right then and there. Yeah, but the I but the the humor in that is the fact that we see this kind of build up, and obviously there's a little bit of payoff. And maybe I'm a little cruel for for thinking that's funny, but uh, when it's a really serious situation, but for me, it's the fact that the most rant like he wasn't even supposed to die. Like their plan was just to let him and his family go, and he dies from one of the most like random things ever yeah 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 there's but yeah I, I, I laughed at the pencil scene in the dark night so you know you know yeah yeah that's well, my that taste was... is is here nor there yeah um <laughs> but yeah i the other shows i don't I, i'm even trying to think not a lot of not a lot of you know of what I saw of his humor that landed in Ahsoka. I feel like some of the, the humor in Ahsoka was just it was just dry and like they were trying to crack these jokes and it just didn't land. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't I don't know if that was if some of those jokes were deliberate or if it was just because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like the one thing that that I really didn't care for is when uh, Sabine tried to hand the lightsaber to Ezra and he just, yeah, nope, don't get like, dude, you are not Luke Skywalker. No, I think, I think that joke would have landed is if he would have been like, Oh, I don't need it. I have the force. And then he gets absolutely crap. You know, the crap beat out of him. He's like, okay, okay. All right. I already got the lightsaber. Better, yeah. Yeah. I, agree no, I don't need that. <laughs> then just gets beat up and like, okay, give me the lightsaber. That would have been 
Well, yeah, it doesn't have to be a lot. He can be like, oh, I didn't need that. And then he gets thrown across the, you know, whatever. But yeah. Um, well, we are coming up on time. Uh, so wrap things up here for tonight. And uh, final thoughts on the humor in Star Wars. I think humor in Star Wars has its place. Um, the... I mean, obviously, some of the scenes with uh, Han Solo and in the beginning of Empire Strikes Back are hilarious. Mm -hmm. um, Lando, you know, uh, yeah. The fact that that the uh, the fact that you have um, these reoccurring lines that happen, um, yes, you know, things like the uh, "It's not my fault." You hear both Han Solo say that and Lando say that. Yeah, yep. it's not my and you fault. Also and then you also, I mean, every time it, it, you hear the phrase, uh, I have a bad feeling about that. I have a bad about feeling that. about that. Yes. It becomes a running, it becomes a running joke throughout the, and it, it's not meant to be a joke, but it's, it's a running line that pops That's up in, in pretty much every, every, every episode. I think it's so in every, 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 at least all of the, this, the, um, the saga, saga movies. Sorry. I had a, another special guest came in. Another special guest. Well, the same one, just. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, that that running gag. Um, we talked about uh, we talked about three PO and R two D two. Even yeah. Chewie. Chewie had some funny, you know, the interaction between Han and Chewie, uh, especially. In the oh yeah, like when 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 uh, Chewbacca laughs at at uh, Han's um at Han getting scolded by Leia he just starts yeah, cracking I'd rather up kick, like, yeah I'd rather kiss him well uh, we we missed one one gag in um the sequel trilogy in the in the pre in the sequel trilogies uh when when Han finally gets used to bowcaster when he grabs that yeah that was, you know the that, that was pretty yeah because yeah we see it we're like holy crap that thing is powerful um, yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I'm looking at, uh, the phrase, I have a bad feeling about this. Um, and it is used in episode one. It is used in episode two, three, solo, rogue one, four, five, six, seven, eight, and nine. So it's used in all the movies. It's used in all the films. Yeah. And I think we just found our time topic for next week next week we're going to be testing john to see if he knows who said the, that phrase in each of the no i'm kidding that's not our, that's not our episode <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh i better study oh. <laughs> uh on that note garrett why don't you tell the people out there where they can find you at well, you guys can find me on in a couple of different platforms. I'm on social media, X and and uh, I almost said X and Twitter is the same thing. Uh, X and Instagram at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, uh, on that platform, I talk about my books, The Archives of His Sync Ran. I also talk about uh, my show that I have on YouTube, which is called The Right Way, which uh, you can find just by simply searching GKJ publishing. Uh, on The Right Way, I we discuss top 10 book recommendations. We discuss author interviews and uh, creative writing tips for those of you who are wanting to become writers. I actually am uh, 
I am restarting a podcast that I, I did a couple of years ago called Storytellers. I have a new episode coming out tomorrow, the 16th of January. Uh, this is a uh, kind of a close to home uh, uh, season that I'm going to be doing um, called Dealing with Divorce, kind of breaking down uh, the things that I've gone through in the last couple of years. I know, bummer of a, of a topic, but it's, it's catharsis for me and a lot of other people that I know who have been going through uh, this process. And then, of course, I also promote War of the Stars as much as I possibly can. Of course. Uh, as for us right here, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us, warofthestars1 at gmail.com. Uh, that is also our Twitter handle, or X Twitter, whatever it's called. Uh, um, all Twix. other Twix, yes, Twix. Uh, all other social media is under War of the Stars. We are, of course, a proud member of Geek News Now. Go to geeknewsnow.com or just search Geek News Now wherever you find your podcast. You can find us on Twitch, uh, not Twitch, uh, Stitcher, Spotify, of course, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are heard. Again, just search Geek News Now. You'll be able to find us there. If you want to support the show, Kofi.com is ko-fi.com. Uh, you can support us there or go to our Spreadshirt shop. Uh, link is in our X bio. So you can check that out. Uh, with that being said, that will do it for this week. Remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. These aren't the droids you're looking for.